All right, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to America Unhinged Radio, Kazakh Radio. I am the host of the America Unhinged podcast on Spotify, podcastindex.org, Apple, iHeartRadio, and others, the Cosmic Marauder. Thank you, much. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. I was not going to do a stream today, but as I say all the time, the news just cannot be stopped, ladies and gentlemen. There's no topping the deep state agenda. There's no topping the divide and conquer tactics right now. There's no end to the uh, the divides they will create and enlarge, you know, within the American population right now. But before we get going, please give me that like, comment, that share, subscribe. Check out my interview with Adam Kokish last night. It was a great time. I clipped it a little bit so you can see some shorter versions of it, but there's still another 45 minutes of content you can see aside from those clips, but thank you guys so much. Um, tonight, let me know what you're drinking. I am working on the Four Giants and the Haze of Destiny Imperial Hazy IPA out of Founders, which is in Michigan. Um, Grand Rapids, Michigan, apparently, but I've always loved their beer. It's great. And labor pains. I don't know if that's a pun or I don't know if that's <laughs> if he's out there protesting, you know what I mean? But Casey guys, I it's hard to believe that many of y'all are unaware of what's going on right now in Texas. There's a gunman in Uvalde, Texas, which is about 85 miles west of San Antonio, in which a Hispanic boy, basically a Mexican American kid. Um, he could be a different kind of Latino. I'm not. I'm just going to assume he's Mexican. But if you've been following my channel since I started, I've been predicting an increase in mass shooters, particularly of minority descent. We've already seen it several times throughout this last uh, year and a half. But it's in Waukesha with the car or all these other stories that they kind of suppressed. At the very beginning of this story on Twitter, they were right away jumping to white supremacy, take away the Second Amendment, um, linking it to pro-life arguments on the right. But as often as the case, the, the Twitter mob was wrong at the beginning, the left-wing Twitter mob. And it turned out to be a mentally disturbed 18-year-old Hispanic kid who killed his grandma before he went into a school and decided to shoot everybody else before either getting shot by police or killing himself, so. Let's go ahead and take a look at the video. We have Greg Abbott speaking right here. Let me full screen it for you guys. There's a horrific tragedy uh, that cannot be tolerated uh, in the state of Texas. And uh, there is swift action being taken. By Holy shit. We got to pause it. Jared Green is reporting 21 dead. Wait, she's still alive? Where are you guys getting this info, man? I'm trying to break this. I'm just getting off of work, but it's, it's turned out to be worse than we thought. It's turning out to be along the lines of the Virginia Tech shooting in terms of casualties, it seems. Very interesting. Well, as the Texas Department of Public Safety, uh, they obviously uh, now know who the shooter was, and the shooter is no longer alive. Let me give you some details, and then I'll give you a summation about that. Uh, the shooter was uh, Salvador Romas, uh, an 18-year-old male who resided in Uvalde. Uh, it's believed that he abandoned his vehicle and entered into uh, the Robb Elementary School in Uvalde with, with a handgun, and he may have also had a rifle. 
but that is not yet confirmed according to my most recent report. Uh, he shot and killed horrible Jerry comprehensively uh, 14 students uh, and killed a teacher. Uh, Mr. Uh, Romus, the shooter, uh, he is he uh, he himself uh, is deceased uh, and is believed that responding officers killed him. It appears that two responding officers were struck by rounds, but have no serious injuries. Uh, the Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District Police Department is the investigating agency, and we will provide them and the city of Uvalde substantial investigative and patrol assistance. We're in the process of obtaining detailed background information on the subject, his motive, the types of weapons used, the legal authority to possess them, uh, and conduct a comprehensive crime scene investigation and reconstruction and identify and interview all witnesses and provide victim services and other support as needed. Uh, Victor Escalon is uh, the Texas Department of Public Safety South Texas Regional Director. He is on the scene and everything that can be done will be done. Uh, in addition to that, uh, it is being reported uh, that the subject shot his grandmother right before he went into the school. And uh, there is, I have no further information about the connection between uh, those two shootings. Uh, and the subject is reported to be a student, to have been a student at Uvalde High School uh, and is a U.S. citizen. Bottom line is this, however, and, and that is when parents drop their kids off at school, they have every <coughs> expectation to, to know that they're going to be able to pick their child up when that school day ends. And there are families who are in mourning right now, and the state of Texas is in mourning with them for the reality that these parents are not going to be able to pick up their children. Our job is multifold. First, uh, to make sure we uh, address exactly what happened at this crime scene, uh, and then second, to make sure we take that information and do everything that is necessary to ensure that crime scenes like this are not going to be repeated in the future and that we're going to be able to ensure the safety and security of our schools. Um, you're not going to be able to do that in modern society, anywhere you go in the world. It's guns here. This is an obvious. It sucks, right? These are just going to keep happening, and whether or not they're as common as we think, the media is always going to blow them out there to the nth degree. They're going to do everything they can to push divide and get the clicks right now. They're desperate. Legacy media is desperate. And one of the most interesting threads I found on this was on Twitter today. Um, if you guys have not followed Gummy Bear, you guys really got to follow Gummy Bear on Twitter. I'm not even joking. Um, it's at Gummy Bear 737 with the I instead of a Y. And this is his thread today, and I kind of sign off on it. It says, there's countries where guns are accessible besides the U.S., but only the U.S. has a school shooting problem. There is zero chance you can take away people's guns. Security is not a solution. The only other option is to not cover it so that there's no incentive for attention seekers. He's in Germany or the Netherlands, by the way. I chatted with him in the past, but he's, he's from Europe. Um, he's covering the article right here. He has a whole thread about it, I believe. Let's go ahead and see his other tweets on it. 
not trying to be political. I'm just trying to think of possible solutions. It's now become a cultural problem since Columbine. I remember when it happened and it really affected me at the time. I don't want to be dramatic, but it was traumatizing because it was so unthinkable. Why is security not a viable option? Just shoot the security guard first. Security offers mitigation, but doesn't solve the problem. How motivated can security be against a threat that is statistically insignificant? Measures like security or teachers carrying are mitigation measures. They might lessen the casualties, but they don't solve the problem. The problem is cultural. That's hard to fix. I don't know. What do you think of that take on it? I'm not sure if there's an exact... I was with them a little bit until the problem is cultural part of it, right? But the, the, the cultural part of it in my reality, in my thinkings of what's going on in America, is the mentally ill choose guns and mass shootings as their outlet. They don't commit suicide anymore. They don't just abuse their siblings, as sad as that is, or keep it within the family. What's up, user has been banned for naughty words. Uh, they don't bully other kids at schools anymore. They just go quiet and they shoot them up, right? Um, I don't know. He leaves us on a thread there, you know, on something to think about. The problem is cultural. I don't think it's the problem we think it is. I think it's the culture of coddling mental illness and drugging kids and not addressing the symptoms of coming from a broken home or being abused and all that stuff. Definitely a little glow uppy. Definitely a little glow uppy user. I'm definitely going to sign off on that too. But uh, shout out Gummy Bear at Gummy Bear 737 on Twitter. I think he's a great follow, even if I'm not completely aligned with him all the time. Um, unless, unless you guys got any breaking news in the comments, I'm going to try to move on from the, the shooting, unless you guys have something about it that you want me to address. It's no surprise to me that he's minority. It's no surprise to me. He's Mexican-American or Hispanic, but white liberals all day are going to tell you that this is some kind of new trend, that the right is rubbing off on minorities, when in reality, this has been building up for three or four years. Culture of death. That's right, Fast Joe. 100% right on that. Anyway, I hope you guys are excited for the new Robert Baron Wars of 2022. Bill Gates versus Elon Musk. It's official, and it's being censored and shadow banned on YouTube. It's still allowed to be trending on Twitter a little bit today. Hashtag Breitbart was allowed to be trending for a moment, but that changed to uh, Elon has problems. That's a new uh, trend. Let's check out this article from Breitbart. You might as well read it. Exclusive. Bill Gates poured millions into dark money fund attacking Elon Musk. Before we get there, user has one more comment on the last video. Seriously, though, the gun is just a tool. If I were crazy, I would go for Oklahoma or Tokyo subway. <laughs> uh, no, no comment. We know how much I adore uh, OKC. We'll just leave it at that. Also, why aren't they target? Why aren't they actually targeting high value targets rather than wasting? Yeah, there's a lot of questions on, on this. But we're going into Bill Gates' dark money fund attacking Elon. Let's see what this says. Research exclusively shared with Breitbart News identifies hundreds of millions of dollars flowing from Bill Gates' foundation to 11 of the 26 organizations that signed an open letter last month urging Twitter advertisers to boycott the company if Elon Musk restores free speech on the platform. Let's go ahead and read said article. Should be great. 
give it a little second to load. Influencewatch.org. This just took me to, to some kind of link that I don't need to know about. Where's the letter at? Is this the organization? The Neo-Profit... What is it? Neo-Philanthropy Organization? Donald Ross, Greenpeace Board of Directors, co-founder of Malkin and Ross, a Albany, New York-based lobbying and government affairs firm created in 1984. Interesting. Okay, we'll go back to this article. Breitbart News reports... Based on research and analysis from the newly formed Foundation for Freedom Online, analyzed public filings to trace hundreds of millions of dollars in contributions from the letter signatories back to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The new venture fund, which in 2020 received the largest one-year commitment the Gates Foundation had made in more than half a decade, funds four of the signatories, the Center for Media Justice, the Media Democracy Fund, the National Hispanic Media Coalition, fuckers, via the Media Democracy Fund, Accountable Tech, the Tides Foundation, also a recipient of Gates Foundation money, funds five of the signatories, Free Press, Indivisible, NARA, Pro-Choice America, Media Matters, Black Lives Matter Global Network, oh my god, oy vey. Two other signatories are tied to Gates Foundation money, empowering Pacific Islanders community. <laughs> I got a drink. Oh, we have bingo on my card. I'm sorry. I mean, we didn't. I don't have a bingo card, but I might as well fucking hit bingo. Cheers, guys. Oh, shit. I can't even get through these joke organizations. It's so funny to me. Okay, the other one's called Repro Action, a project of Gates-backed neo-philanthropy. And that's the link we clicked on earlier that I exited out of. The open letter's connection to the billionaire Microsoft founder is significant, as Gates is in the middle of a public feud of free speech advocate Musk. Last month, Gates revealed his $500 million short position against Musk-owned Tesla. You hear that? Last month. Gates revealed his $500 million short position against Musk-owned Tesla, prompting Musk to call Gates a boner killer. Alongside a meme of Gates is a pregnant man emoji. <laughs> Savage! Oh, that's so funny. Thank you, another view, for coming in. He says, Bill Gates equals scamdemic products. Elon making real products with potential, but can be a double-edged sword, such as Neuralink. I agree with that. Man, we got another update. It's 18 children, one adult now. So it's 19 dead instead of 21 so far. Breaking news on the Texas thing. Gates is also an outspoken censorship proponent, frequently calling on tech companies to do more to stop, quote, health misinformation, unquote, spreading online. Musk threatens to reverse Gates' strongly desired censorship policies and now faces the wrath of Gates-funded NGOs. Recently, Musk asked his 94 million Twitter followers to uncover the funding behind the 26 NGOs who signed an intimidation letter threatening to destroy the company's advertising revenue if Musk reversed its censorship policies. Musk followed up his request by highlighting one particular shadowy group, Accountable Tech, musing, I wonder who funds them. 
His curiosity was prompted by a Washington Free Beacon investigation into accountable tech, which sought to get to the bottom of the nonprofit's financial sponsorship. The Free Beacon visited Accountable Tech's corporate office in Washington and concluded the organization doesn't, quote, actually exist, unquote. Rather, Accountable Tech was merely a, quote, registered trade name for the North Fund, a shape-shifting nonprofit group that uses aliases to push an array of left-wing causes from a shell office in Washington, D.C. User says, I care about the environment, but I'm against the one company pushing the thing I think would help. Build bundles, sticks, gates. So via the Free Beacon on Accountable Tech, Free Beacon then spoke with Caitlin Sutherland, the executive director of the watchdog Americans for Public Trust, who identified North Fund as receiving significant capital infusions from two further nonprofits, the 1630 Fund and the New Venture Fund. Sutherland found that the North Fund received $19.3 million from the 1630 Fund and over $11 million from the New Venture Fund, two organizations that share an address in D.C., similar to the North Fund. The groups operate under at least 50 trade names, including Fix Our Senate, Floridians for a Fair Shake, and the Voter Engagement Fund. However, the 1630 Fund and the New Venture Fund don't disclose their donors either, leading to a dead end in the money trail. But the trail may not be so cold. What is known about New Venture's dark money funding is this. It is backed by hundreds of millions of dollars in the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation. Per FFO's analysis, disclosure files for the Gates Foundation grantee list show a whopping 102 separate cash grants to or through New Venture Fund, totaling an incredible $457 million since 2008. Here's just basically a basic sheet charting the donations. Each of them timestamped, it looks like, relatively speaking. Maybe not like exact date, but it tells you the month. Philanthropy Watchdog Sludge noted that the $70 million in cash grants it identified from the Gates Foundation to New Venture Fund in 2020 is the single largest one-year contribution that the Gates Foundation has ever made since 2014 and its second largest ever. That figure may be even higher. Influence Watch reports $126 million in 2020, while FFO corroborated at least $85 million that year for public records. Per FFO, Gates funding dropped all the way down to $11 million for 2021 after the 2020 election cycle ended. The sharp pullback in funding <coughs> excuse me, after the 2020 election makes sense, given the political nature of the new venture fund's work. It's the parent organization for what has been described as one of the largest pro-Democrat dark money groups in America. The 1630 Fund, which happens to be another mega donor to anti-Musk signatory Accountable Tech via Sludge. 1630 Fund was a major player in the 2018 midterm elections, but played an even more significant role in the 2020 cycle, spending roughly $60 million funding the most prominent pro-Joe Biden super PACs, including seven-figure donations to Future Forward USA, League of Conservation Voters Action Fund, Take Back 2020, Priorities USA, Unite the Country, American Bridge, America's Progressive Promise, Pacronym, and other groups that spent 
hundreds of millions of dollars combined on anti-Trump and pro-Biden ads. The Republican-led anti-Trump group, the Lincoln Project, oh, my, 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 received $300,000 from 1630 Fund in 2020. I'm going to repeat that. The Republican-led anti-Trump group, the Lincoln Project, received $300,000 from 1630 Fund in 2020. Nonprofits at Arabella's network spend millions funding other political organizations at dark money groups, such as America Votes and Center for Popular Democracy. They also spend millions of dollars annually on lobbying the U.S. government. That means Gates' biggest one-year act of charity in more than half a decade while running the world's largest philanthropy network was functionally a pass-through payoff to surrogates of the Joe Biden 2020 presidential election campaign. So much for ending AIDS, world hunger, and disease. By the numbers, the Gates Foundation's top priority seems to be electing Democrats. Musk recently announced he'll be voting Republican for the first time in 2022. On top of his stated intention, intention to reverse a half-decade of creepy censorship on Twitter that puts him square in the path of Gates' philanthropic freight trade of paid political proxies. Bill Gates is funding a veritable NGO army and is zeroing in on Elon Musk. Breitbart News requested commentary for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and other organizations mentioned in this article, but I have not received a response. We have a couple more comments here. Uh, go ahead and get some more in before I move on to our last article of the evening. I am drinking Four Giants and the Haze of Destiny Imperial Hazy IPA out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. A user says, uh, I'm going to go ahead and reread his comment. I care about the environment, but I'm against the one company pushing the thing I think would help. Build bundle of sticks and gates. Iris says, hola. User says, shocker. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And people are just saying hello to each other now. Let me see if there's any comments I really missed. I don't think I missed any comments right now. I'm going to take a moment to drink and smoke, and then we'll get to our last article. A little bit of a quicker one tonight. This is kind of impromptu. We covered the Texas shootings really quick at the beginning. I don't want to hang up on them, but if you have some comments on that, Ivor, let us know. Um, we just went through the Bill Gates versus Elon Musk beef, which I think is really incredibly interesting. Um, who's the good guy in this situation? I mean, we obviously don't trust Bill Gates after all this. He's at Davos right now. He's hanging out in Davos as we speak. And Elon's the one trying to buy Twitter, getting canceled from everybody, and starting to have a change of heart right now. But it, it's very fucking... I'm very interested in what's going on. It seems like it's very divisive on purpose, though. I'm keeping a wary eye on it. I'm, I want to keep seeing what's happening. We live in the best timeline, as Michael Malice says. It's sad to say. It's dark, but we kind of do. User says, it's really odd that someone who is radically pol political would just go after normies. True. And Iris says, I'll, I'll sell a few ARs tomorrow and profit from the panic.
Well, shit, we got John Arch in the comments now. John says, Musk and Gates are just having a pissing contest. I doubt Musk is actually against it. He's still making Neuralink, yeah. That Neuralink's the one that gets everybody all fucked up inside, right? Let me go ahead and... um, This last bookmark, I'm pretty proud of this congresswoman out here named Yvette Harrell. She's out there in my district. She represents the like the southern and southeastern part of New Mexico that leans radically more conservative and basically was MAGA country during the whole Trump era. What a conspiracy theorist out there, Carl. Let me tell you, buddy. We all believe in Bigfoot. We all believe in aliens. It's right by Roswell. But Yvette Harrell's doing good work, man. She retweeted Glenn Greenwald, who did an article on the work she's leading. But it says right here, proud to lead this effort to establish oversight and accountability for billions in funds and weaponry the Biden administration is shipping to a foreign conflict. The American people deserve to know whether their tax dollars are going to make the world safer or more dangerous. Like I said, we have some hope out here in New Mexico if we can keep electing people like this. She can never get elected in my city, in my area of Santa Fe, Los Alamos, Albuquerque. I think we're all in the same fucking district and it's like it's like 60 40 blue it has to be at least 60 40 blue whereas this district she's at is probably 70 30 red so new mexico is going to be a new battleground state 100 percent. it's been purple more or less but these last couple elections went solidly blue we hated trump here that's for sure um but let's go ahead and get to that Substack article by Glenn Greenwald. I never have any problem reading anything by Glenn Greenwald. He's super legit. I appreciate his work. Um, I used to be against him for a few years because he was kind of like radically anti-Trump and then he came around like midterm, like in the middle of like 2016, 2017 with the Russia stuff. He started to debunk it and he kind of had a big change of heart, man. And I really respect him as a journalist for that. So I'll always be a fan of Glenn Greenwald. Oh, shit. We got a trans hominoid in the chat. He says, you believe in Bigfoot, so you believe in me. I'm touched up. Thanks, Cosmic. I feel loved by you. Whatever, hominoid. I thought Howard's dirty secret last night was that he was secretly smashing you on the side. I mean, there's a lot of dildo collections on the subscribe star. There's a lot of alluding to some like other weird stuff. You know, we know you're into some weird stuff, Hominoid, and we know Howard was into some weird stuff, hence the furry uh, the furry thing, right? But I think there's still some more to this. I don't think we've completely gotten there yet. We're in like a Silence of the Lamb situation between Howard and Hominoid. But let's go ahead and read this article right here. 22 House Republicans demand accountability on Biden's $40 billion war spending. A cohort of Republicans, part of the dissenting vote of Biden's Ukraine war package, seeks oversight and specifics about the destination of U.S. money and weapons. House of Representatives on May 10th approved Biden's $33 billion package for the war in Ukraine and then on its own initiative added $7 billion on top of it. That brought the new war spending authorization to $40 billion on top of the $14 billion already spent just 10 weeks into this war which U.S. officials predict will last years, not months. The House vote in favor was 368 to 57. 
All 57 no votes were from GOP House members. All House Democrats, including the squad, voted yes. A similar scene occurred when the Senate, moving quickly and with little debate, overwhelmingly approved the same war package. All 11 no votes were from Senate Republicans. All Senate Democrats, including Senator Bernie Sanders, voted in favor, independent Vermont, allegedly. Seemingly in direct contradiction to Sanders' February 8th op-ed in The Guardian. Warning of the severe dangers of bipartisan escalation of the war. Efforts by Senator Rand Paul to delay passage of the bill so that some safeguards and accountability measures could be included regarding where the money was going and for what purposes it would be used were met with scorn, particularly from Paul's fellow Kentucky GOP senator, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, who condemned Paul as an, quote, isolationist, unquote. A centuries-long um, insult at this point. We'll take a quick drink right here. Oh, let me see what he says. Hominoid says, I love his hat. It's so noticeable in the Mexico desert. My Bigfoot cousins are on the move. So funny. Hominoid, do you guys have any famous cryptids or superstitions out there, like ghosts or weird creatures? Um, message me about that, and I will totally do a stream with you if you want to talk about weird Australia legends. If you ever want to do that, we'll even put it up on Jack's Subscribe Star. We could do a conspiracy cryptid Australia version hominoid if you ever want to. But you got to keep the dildos out of it, okay? Let's get to the next paragraph. For the lack of any safeguards over the destination of the money and weapons prompted close to two dozen House Republicans led by Representative Yvette Harrell, Republican from New Mexico, to send a letter to the Biden White House on Monday demanding greater specificity and assurances about legal requirements on how weapons are used. The letter urges a public reckoning on the dangers of the U.S.'s bankrolling of the war in Ukraine. We write today to express grave concern about the lack of oversight and accountability for the money and weapons recently approved by Congress for Ukraine, it began. The aid package approved by Congress approves unprecedented funding for a foreign conflict in which the United States is not fighting, while there have been no significant hearings or substantive briefings on the use of the money and weapons being provided at taxpayer expense, end quote. The lawmakers raised the prospect of sophisticated weaponry falling into the hands of terrorist organizations, citing a documented history of illicit arms trafficking within Ukraine, a market which is one of the largest in Europe. According to a 2017 small arms survey briefing on arms trafficking, over 300,000 small arms disappeared from Ukraine between 2013 and 2015 and only 13% were recovered. Criminal networks, corrupt officials, and underpaid military personnel can make a profitable business from the sale of arms from Ukrainian military stockpiles. For example, in 2019, the Ukrainian Secret Security Service uncovered a plot by Ukrainian soldiers to sell 40 RGD-5 like, grenades, 15 grenade launchers, 30 grenade detonators, and... 2,454 
rounds of ammunition for 75,000 Ukrainian Irvania, around $2,900. That was a direct quote right there. Indeed, this is back to Glenn Greenwald's article. The relentlessly war-supporting CNN last month acknowledged that, quote, the U.S. has few ways to track the substantial supply of anti-tank, anti-aircraft, and other weaponry it has sent across the border into Ukraine, unquote. Biden officials admitted the, quote, risk that some of the shipments may ultimately end up in unexpected places, end quote. About the heavy weaponry the Biden White House had originally said it wouldn't send, only to change its mind, a senior official briefing reporter said, I couldn't tell you where they are in Ukraine, whether Ukrainians are using them at this point. <laughs> Holy fuck, people. All right, we're going to go ahead and get back to the chats. Um, thank you guys for chiming in and being more active. I like how you guys are back in on it. Um, let me see. Hominai says, you're on. I think that means he accepts my challenge to talk about um, Australian cryptids, the Tasmanian wolf. I'm super excited to talk about that. Don't tell me anything that you know about it, Hominoid, in the chat. Save it for Jack's subscribe star. We got to make Jack some money, okay? Like, I have a job. Jack's still a college student. So let's go ahead and, you know, we'll do it on, the, on his subscribe star, I think. User says, Weary Adams on Australia? No way. Yeah, I know. Platypi, um, Kiwis, uh, feral cats that you get money for killing. That's outrageous. I love cats. So I love to talk to Hominoid about that. Uh, Ivor says, Yowie talk. User says, That's a good deal. <laughs> Ivor says, Ukraine ain't selling weapons now. Ivor says, Okay, I'm caught up. Hominoid says, Yeah, duh, okay, da, yeah, da, is Aussie. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means, but I just agreed to a subscribe star stream on Jack's site with Hominoid. Fuck my life. Oh shit, Kevin Mooring. Oh, we'll do this. Maybe we'll do a watch party. Okay, how's this? One, if you guys want to watch me share Stefan Molyneux's documentary on the George Floyd case tomorrow, which is banned off of YouTube, but I could probably share it onto here. One, yes. Two, no. Stefan Molyneux, George Floyd, one, yes. Two, no. Let's see it in the chats. Awesome, Kevin Mooring. I love you coming in on here. You always drop some shit. Okay, there's one by Ivor. If I see like a couple more ones, we're just going to do it. Kevin Mooring, yeah, obviously wants to see it. I made a hilarious tweet already about it. One and a half user. Yeah, I know. There's a. To be fair, I do appreciate the middle ground on this. I do appreciate. I mean, I understand being against cops. The same time that dude was overdosing on eating a speedball, bro. He ate a speedball. That shit's not going to turn out good for you. All right, let's go ahead and get back to this article. We're going back to Glenn Greenwald, Yvette Harrell, being a beast out here in New Mexico. 
I'm going to reach out to her. I'm going to try to get her on the podcast. I decided already. I do New Mexico stuff too. I'm going to try to get her on an interview. Let's do it. I got Adam Kokish. If I got Adam Kokish, I should get Yvette Harrell, right, guys? Let's get to this. Following that trail, this new letter accuses the Biden administration of indifference toward Ukraine's dismal corruption record and the resulting possibility that large amounts of U.S. weaponry could soon circulate around the black market, placing the security of both Europe and the U.S. at risk. The only member of, quote, the squad to explain her yes vote in support of the $40 billion. <laughs> Get this, people. Representative Cory Bush, Democrat, Missouri, referenced, referenced similar dangers in a written statement explaining her vote. Oh, shit. Iris says, I'll watch Tim Pool when Kokish got raided. That's crazy. I, you know what? I got to go ahead and take some time out here to say what a great conversation, right? What a cool dude. Like, I wasn't big timed at all. This dude is banned off of Joe Rogan's Spotify. He's episode 170 on the Joe Rogan experience. He got banned off of there, and I mean, I got such a genuine vibe from him, whatever you might think of his politics. Like, I'm not vegan, you know. I don't necessarily – I think the Roe versus Wade thing is a bigger issue than he made it out to be. But I really thought he was super authentic, and, like, we actually were able to just vibe and have a good conversation. I don't know. He seems to be real. He seems to be wanting to connect with people on the street, with normal people in everyday life. I mean, he was obviously a politician, but you don't expect people who ran to be a politician to be authentic, you know? And that's one thing that just radiated from him was authenticity. Like, whatever you might think about his beliefs, I, I really feel like Kokesh was authentic. John Arch says, if the new media dogs like Rogan or Jones hide someone, they need to be found. Fuck yeah, dude. Adam Kokish is gone. You can't find him. You can find that episode on Adam Kokish's page, though. Charge says, Kokish isn't one of them. That's right. That's cool, man. That was such a cool conversation. It meant a lot to me. So... I, I told myself, like, I talked to somebody with, like, 270,000 subscribers who's been banned. I can talk to anybody now. Now I'm just going to send out – I mean, I always send out emails. I send out emails to, like, stars, MMA stars, basketball stars. I'd love to get – um what's his name? Royce White on here out of Minnesota. He's running for Congress against Ilyan Omar, and that would be a fantastic conversation. Joe Adora, if you're out there watching – Help me make this happen, too. <laughs> so this is Cory Bush's explanation of her vote right here. Additionally, at $40 billion, this is an extraordinary amount of military assistance. A large percentage of which will go directly to private defense contractors. In the last year alone, the United States will have provided Ukraine with more military aid than any country in the last two decades, 
and twice as much military assistance as the yearly cost of war in Afghanistan, even when American troops were on the ground. The sheer size of the package given an already inflated Pentagon budget should not go without critique. I remain concerned about the increased risks of direct war and the potential for direct military competition. Did you hear that, people? This is her justification for her yes vote. She's like, I'm voting for this, and I hate it. She literally said, I voted for this, and I do not agree with it. I remain concerned about the increased risk of direct war and the potential for direct military confrontation. Does the left believe what they believe? Are they authentic? Is Cori Bush authentic? Is she just hanging on by a thread at like her last home of her collegiate heart, you know, her bleeding heart liberal days, and hoping this happens? What the fuck? This is very telling. Glenn Greenwald killing it on this article. Omar is nuts. Telegram is a great backup. I was on Telegram, dude, but my I had a Telegram. My followers during the Trump era when I was getting banned a lot, dude, was very, like, Nazi, and I hated it. I'm not even lying. Like, I got a lot of race baiters on there right away, so I got off of Telegram. Let's get back to this. we got to finish this up. So getting back to Glenn Greenwald's commentary in his article now. The letter from these 22 GOP dissenters questions the administration's compliance the Arms Export Control Act of 1976, which governs and limits the use of weapons exported to other countries by the U.S. government. The law was particularly designed to control the end use of U.S.-supplied weapons, and it regulates arms transfers, which might result in an escalation of conflict. With those legislative limits in mind, the lawmakers demand a response from the Biden administration to the following key questions. One, what steps has Ukraine taken to ensure weapons supplied to them are not falling to the hands of criminal networks and being sold for profit? Two, how exactly is the U.S. government complying with the Arms Export Control Act, ensuring that end-use monitoring of defense articles and defense services adhere to all foreign military sales standards? Three, has the U.S. discovered whether any weapons previously provided to Ukraine were diverted from their intended recipients or stolen? Have any of the weapons fallen to the hands of criminals or terrorists? Four, are you and your administration confident that you have effective end-use monitoring capabilities in place and enough resources to ensure no weapons will be used against U.S. citizens or those of allied nations like weapons from the Balkans? which are used to recent European terror attacks. Five, will the administration commit to the creation of a special monitor to ensure that funds sent under this and other aid packages to Ukraine are not subject to waste, fraud, and abuse and comply with all Arms Export Control Act requirements? This monitor should be modeled after the Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction. Holy shit, people. Get ready. Get ready for Halliburton, Northrop Grumman, and all these folks to make a killing. Getting back to Glenn Greenwald's commentary now. As escalating gas prices and the soaring costs of consumer goods place greater and greater strain on the American worker, the Republican lawmakers signing onto this letter highlighted the strange logic 
Behind the bipartisan position that enormous sums of money must be spent on a war in a country in which the U.S., as former President Barack Obama long maintained, has no vital interest, all while Americans are asked to endure shortages and economic downturn at home. Quote, the American people did not elect us to pour their hard-earned money into a conflict halfway around the world with little ability to attract end-use weapons or their effectiveness, they argued. So a few questions were asked about the Biden administration's war strategy as the extraordinary $40 billion package sprinted through Congress that even the New York Times appeared shocked. The paper, reporting on the House's approval, repeatedly noted how members of both parties appear too frightened to express concerns or even scrutinize what the Pentagon and CIA are doing. The paper sounded a similar tone after the Senate quickly approved the bill on Thursday, noting that, quote, the speed with which it moved through Congress for the leaders of both parties raised a few questions about how much money was being spent, what it be used for, was striking. Given the gridlock that has prevented domestic initiatives, large and small, from winning approval in recent years. And that is it on that article right now. Any uh, last comments on this? You guys go ahead and let me know in the chat. I'm here to address them. I'm going to go ahead and check my Twitter really quick and make sure um, I'm not missing anything. Ivor says, I'm pissed all these leftists jumped on my Ukrainian bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do. That is exactly what they do. Hominay says a little bit earlier earlier on, um, are you serious about talking to Australia? Make contact on Telegram like Ivor does, but Twitter, everyone reads it or zooms me. I just flew back from Byron Bay. North South Wales to Sydney. I'm tired. Yeah, no worries. We don't got to worry about it um, too much right now, Hominoid. We'll probably use Jack as the middle ground since um, the Subscribe Star is like a paid platform and I want him to make a little bit of money and help him out. So, um, yeah, we'll get in touch with Jack and we'll make all this happen. Oh, my Twitter name. I'll go ahead and link it here below. You can also watch these streams on Twitter. So if the stream ever goes out, on YouTube, you can just go to my Twitter at FreeJerry88. It's at FreeJerry88, America Unhinged Pod 69. I have a bunch of weird emojis, and that is my Twitter handle. But in case anything ever happens on the YouTube, you can always follow it there. That's for sure. Um, seems like everybody's kind of tuning out. I enjoy the company this evening. I want to share that news with you. This will be uploaded to Spotify. I got some time to upload before the end of the month. And I'll see you next time. Adios.